Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Truth in Christ Radio, a Bible teaching radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Rochester with Senior Pastor Rob Kellogg. It says, After these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Alleluia! Salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments, because he has judged the great harlot. We are so thankful that you could join us today on Truth in Christ Radio. Today, in chapter 19 of Revelation, our scripture refers to a great multitude in heaven. Back in Revelation 7, verses 9 through 14, we saw a great multitude saved out of the great tribulation, ready for the end of the world system and the Antichrist's reign on earth. Here, this great multitude all join in celebrating the fall of the Antichrist and the world system that supported him. A part of this great multitude are those martyred saints who fell at the hand of the Antichrist during the Great Tribulation. Their prayer is finally answered. Now let's join Pastor Rob. Uh, This week has been quite interesting, hasn't it? It's been very interesting, and I I don't want to... I was debating on whether to say anything at all, but um, it's kind of like the elephant in the room, and I think I have to just say a few things. I really don't want to spend much time on this at all. I hope not, uh, because we've got uh, other things that are more um, important to discuss this morning. But it is um, disheartening to see what has happened, and... um, And I think... What is disheartening as well is just the loss of freedom that we have in our country. I don't know if you knew this, but yesterday, uh, uh, the day, it might have been the day before yesterday, I think it was yesterday, that um, they, uh, Twitter finally uh, kicked President Trump completely off of Twitter. They suspended his account permanently, and they removed a lot of followers from several other conservative Christian uh, or even just conservative, but also conservative Christian uh, people who had thousands of followers. Amir Sarfati is one of them. He had several thousand people following him. And Twitter just indiscriminately just took away, like, I think he said, like 10,000 of his followers, just erased them. And, um, and, and many others, and it's happening a lot. And I've heard of so many other people, you know, Dan Bongino and... You know, um, you name them, all these big uh, talking heads of conservative uh, media, they are all being censored uh, to the max. And uh, they're also removing a, an application called Parler. I don't know if you've heard of it. How many of you have heard of Parler? 
I'm actually on Parlor, and I've been a part of that for uh, several months now. And uh, it is really the only app uh, that was available uh, for free speech, where you can basically, you weren't going to be censored for anything. So you really saw the good, the bad, the ugly on that platform, but it was free. It was free speech, right? Isn't that what the First Amendment is about? Aren't we old enough to determine what we take in and what we how we process those things, are, are, are we? I mean, we are adults. And so, and of course, with freedom, there's responsibility too, and that's why we got to be careful. But at the same time, they've taken that, uh, not only did Google take it off uh, the day before yesterday, they took it off their app store, but now um, uh, Apple has done the same. And so um, they removed, removed it completely. And so I don't even think you can download it right now. And, and if that wasn't enough to silence and put a squelch on free speech, they went a step further and Amazon got involved. And they said, you know what, the fact that, because you can still go to parlor.com and log in and, and do your business there, right? You don't need the app necessarily. So what did Amazon do? The very site that Parler is on is really an Amazon site. They host that, that parlor.com. Do you follow me? And so and many other organizations as well, businesses. So what they said is, we're going to remove your listing. Which means that there's coming uh, and, uh, where it won't be available, period. Now, if you have it on your phone now, um, it's very possible that you can still keep it on. I don't know what fancy things they can do, but remotely they can, re- they can delete apps. So it'll be interesting to see. I wrote a letter to Tim Cook last night. I'm sure he'll never see it, but expressing my dismay at what they had done, because they, of all the tech, big tech companies, were the leader in privacy, in uh, security, and also in freedom of speech. They were the benchmark for everyone else, and now they themselves have gone the way of the world. I mean, they were always the way of the world, don't get me wrong, but now they are in in bed with all of this, and, and so it's really disconcerting. And, uh, and so big tech and big media are really silencing you, and they're silencing the president from getting any message out. It's getting pretty scary, and the mainstream media won't play anything that he says. Um, and so it's getting really, really ugly. And let me just say this, and then we've got to move on. This is what we've been talking about in Revelation. We have been talking about this. Never in the history of this country have we experienced what we're experiencing today, and it ought to alarm you. And it's time that you, Christian, we need to be praying more than ever. We don't need to be raising our guns and shooting into the air and breaking into things. By the way, that whole thing the other day, I believe, was a hoax. I don't think that was, I mean, it really happened, but I don't think it was what everybody thought, and certainly not what the media is portraying it to be. But this is not a time for us to get in militias. I mean, if you do, that's your own business. But as a Christian, I'm called to pray and I'm called to live peaceably. I'm called to live a Christ-like life, to mimic and, and to be an ambassador of Jesus Christ. That's what we need to do right now. We don't need to be called to violence. So now is the time. We've been talking about this in Revelation. The writing is on the wall. If there is any of you here, either online or here personally, do not delay in your thoughts and your attitude, your walk with Jesus Christ. Now is the time to dig in and to really get focused. It is not a time to be daydreaming. Now is the time. 
And if you don't know Jesus Christ, you need to know him today because there is never a time. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. I'm looking at all this stuff, and it is really, really frightening. And I don't want to unsettle you, although I probably already have. But it's a sobering thing, and it's the elephant in the room. I can't help but talk about it briefly. But it's something that we need to be very concerned about. And you need to get on your phones, and you need to start talking to legislators. And no longer can we just sit back and and let the legislators and people do what they want. We need to be actively involved in all of this. And I'm, for one, to be ashamed of the way I've been, because for for so many years, I just kind of did my own thing. I could care less about what they did. Not anymore. I want to be involved. I want to have a voice because I let my voice just kind of be blasé. And again, I'm not confused about where my kingdom is. I'm not confused about where I'm going. Neither should you. I'm not confused about who my king is. My king is not Donald Trump. It is not anybody else on this planet. Our king is Jesus Christ. I know who my king is. I know where I'm going. But until then, until he removes us from the earth, my responsibility and yours as well is to abide and to be the light of Christ and to expose darkness and promote the truth. Right? That's what we're to do. Jesus never called us to shoot people. He never called us to burn things down. Antifa and others do that very well. Notice the double standard there. But as soon as a, uh, well, we won't get into that. Pray. Pray, pray, pray. If you've never, whatever your prayer life is, you'd better triple it. I believe over the next week, week and a half, there's going to be some interesting things. I believe so. If what I'm hearing, and there's a lot of disinformation, there's a lot of deception, there's a lot of uh, conspiracy theories going around. And we have to be very, very careful because most of us, especially if, you, if, especially if you voted for Donald Trump, you're hopeful and you want to see something turn around. But understand this, that even if something happens, and I believe something big is going to happen in the next seven to ten days, you watch. But if it doesn't, and the Biden and Harris administration get in there, what we're seeing with the censorship is only going to increase. Notice they're not really raising their voices at all about this. It's only us. It's only the conservatives. Only the Republicans are raising their voice. What is going on here? This is crazy. But the other side is just kind of like, what? What happened? Oh, is that happening? I'm surprised. Hypocrisy. There's hypocrisy on both sides. But that's gross hypocrisy. But make no mistake, even if our president is able to maintain another four years, do you understand? It's just going to be a finger in the dike. A finger in the dike. And again, is this meant to discourage you? No. But is it meant to sober you? Yes. But it's important that we know these things and we see where we're going. Because in Revelation, as we've been talking, especially in Revelation 17 and 18, and here's my segue... We've been talking about a one-world government, a one-world religious system. All of these things are coming into play now. They are all coming into play. The United States is the stumbling block to globalism. It's the stumbling block to a one-world economy. It's the stumbling block to a one-world government. We have to be marginalized and embrace all the other nations who are just like us. 
It has to be leveled. We have to, our sovereignty has to be removed. Our freedoms have to be stripped. And are we seeing it right before our eyes? Very quickly, by the way, a pandemic was used as a catalyst, a Trojan horse, if you will. That's the way I see it, and maybe I'm wrong. I hope I am. But I got a feeling in my gut that this whole thing, it is a real thing, don't get me wrong. But So saying that, let's read Revelation 19. We're just going to look at the first ten verses. Thank you for letting me share that with you. I, I would probably explode if I didn't. And I'm growing, okay? Remember that. I'm, I'm, I'm 51, but for most of you, you're saying, oh, you, you may look at me, oh, he's still a young guy. And I thank you for that because I don't feel so young. But I'm growing as well. I'm growing in God's grace. I'm growing how to, how to interpret and, and to filter all this stuff and how to see it and through the lens of the Scripture. And that's challenging. Let's read Revelation 19, the first ten verses. Notice what it says. Now remember, Babylon has already fallen. In 17, we saw the false religious system known as the harlot was destroyed by these ten kings that are going to be reigning with the Antichrist in the end days, which are coming upon us quicker than we'd like. But then in chapter 18, we see the economic and the political destruction, the physical destruction of the seat of the the Antichrist power, the physical city of Babylon. It is going to be destroyed. The smoke is going to ascend forever. And notice what it says in the very first verse here. Let's read verse 1 through 10. Uh, It says, After these things I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments, because he has judged the great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication, and he has avenged on her the blood of his servants shed by her. And again they said, Alleluia. Her smoke rises up forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God who sat on the throne, saying, Amen, Alleluia. And then a voice came from the throne, saying, Praise our God, all you his servants and those who fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give glory. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints." And then he said to me, Blessed, right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, See that you do it not. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Prophecy, And so as we look at these first ten verses, we see that they're really a scene that is in heaven. This scene that we just read is in heaven. Next week when we get into, uh, when we get into uh, verses 11 through 21, it is going to be the part that I'm really looking forward to. And that's the second coming of Jesus Christ. 
And so we will look at that next week in totality. It'll take us a whole service because those, those verses are packed full. And so, and those verses, 11 through 21, occur on earth. It is judgment. It is judgment. But now we look at verses 1 through 10, and it's in heaven, and it speaks of joy. Notice the very first verse, after these things. After these things. We've seen this phrase over and over again throughout the book of Revelation. You've heard me say that it's a Greek phrase, metatauta, which I'm sure means a lot to you. <laughs> but it, it means literally after these things. And, it, and it, what it does is it gives us a, a sense of motion in the events that are happening in the end days. You remember, it was, uh, remember after the church age was finished in chapter 3 of Revelation, what was the very next verse in chapter 4? It says, after these things... And then it spoke of a voice saying, come up here. And the church is removed at that point in the rapture. It's giving us a a detail of what's going to happen yet future to us, because we know the rapture can occur at any time. Hopefully it occurs today. (laughs) And I really hope it occurs today. No matter what, I want it to occur any time. The very next breath, Lord, would be fine with us. But this phrase, after these things, we see it in chapter 4, verse 1. We've seen it in chapter 7, verse 1, 7, verse 9, chapter 9, verse 12, chapter 15, verse 5, chapter 18, verse 1, and now in chapter 19, verse 1, it's keeping us moving forward. And it means, the reason why this is important is because it gives us an idea that whatever things were before this, these events are after. I mean, it makes sense, but sometimes you have to think about it and go, okay, what we've heard about with Babylon and it being destroyed, that's going to be the final thing, and then Jesus is going to return. But before he returns, there is this joy in heaven, sort of like the calm before the storm, the final storm, when Christ comes back to bring judgment upon the earth. And it's a joyful occasion And it speaks of the marriage supper of the Lamb, which you and I are in heaven at that point. Because remember, after the rapture has been completed, we are with the Lord for seven years while great tribulation occurs on the earth. And then at the end of that seven-year period, Christ returns with us. We'll look at that next week. With all the saints clothed in fine linen, you and I on white horses. Looking forward to that. In the book, uh, in these uh, first ten verses, we're going to see exclamations and praises from at least five different groups or individuals. The first one we'll see is this great multitude in chapters 1 through 3. We'll see in chapter 4, excuse me, the 24 elders and the four living creatures uh, bringing exclamation and praise. Finally, in verse 5, a voice from the throne of God himself. There'll be a voice coming from, from there. Verses 6 through 7, a voice of a great multitude, perhaps the same as we're hearing about in verses 1 through 3 here, which is... At the very least, the, all of the redeemed mankind up, up to that point, the tribulation saints included, perhaps the angels. And then finally, in verses 9 through 10, we hear an unidentifiable uh, uh, voice, probably an angel speaking to John, telling him of things to come. But notice in verse 1, <clears throat> excuse me, it says, After these things I heard a loud voice of a great multitude, you and I in heaven, 
along with the tribulation saints at the end of the tribulation. We will all be there and we will say with a loud voice, Alleluia, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. And we're going to see in the book of Revelation, four, or actually in these first ten verses, four different Alleluias. And this is the first one. And Hallelujah, we're going to see it in verse 1 here, verse 3. We'll see it in verse 4. And also in verse 6. And hallelujah, as I said before, means literally praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And this is the only time in the, in the New Testament and in these verses that you're going to see this word hallelujah. Are in those verses. Verse 1, verse 3, verse 4, verse 6. The only place in the old New Testament. And what do they say? Hallelujah. Salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. Notice, for true and righteous are his judgments, because he has judged the great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication, and he has avenged on her the blood of his servant shed by war. And remember, this harlot church was, from the beginning, uh, it murdered and persecuted the true believers of Jesus Christ. And we know at the very least, the foundation of this whole thing is the, the spirit of Babylon. We know that it, was, it's, it has infected the Roman Catholicism and even some factions or sections of Protestantism. But its foundation is, we, I believe, in Roman Catholicism. And it's going to get more interesting as we go on. But they have murdered Christians, Jews, prophets. And God will avenge the blood of the prophets and the saints that she has killed upon her. But make no mistake, as you remember, this is not just Roman Catholicism. This is apostate Protestantism as well. There's no need to point one finger at one group of people. Because we're all guilty if we're not abiding in Christ and abiding in his word and we're involved in other forms of Christendom and other doctrines that have no foundation in the Bible but rather have their foundation in Babylon, we're in trouble. So it's important that we abide in Jesus Christ. Amen? It's important to abide in him because he loves you. I'm so glad that he loves. I'm so glad that he's taking care of us. Aren't you so glad? He's so good. And he has got a great and wonderful plan ahead. And I don't know about you, but as, the, as more time goes on, I am aching for that moment. There is nothing on this earth that I would be like, no, Lord, i got to wait for this to happen before. You know, when you're young, you have those ideas. Oh, Lord, you know, I, I want to be, be able to get my driver's license, you know, when you're a teenager. I want to at least get my driver's license and take that 57, you know, or take that Corvette out on the road if your parents are rich enough to buy you one. I want to get my first ticket before I check out, you know. I want to get to 21 so that I'm legal drinking age. Even though, even though I don't drink, at least I know I can if I want. I want to wait till I'm done with college. I want to wait till I'm married. I want to wait till at least I have my first child, Lord. I want to wait till at least when I retire from that job of 35 years and move to Florida and play golf. Some people have that. But there's nothing that holds a candle to seeing Christ. Seeing him. 
the author of perfection, he who is beautiful beyond description. And notice in verse 3, there's another Alleluia. This is the second one. This is the Alleluia of retribution. The Alleluia of retribution. Notice again, this multitude in heaven said, Alleluia. I'm sorry, that's all the time we have for today. But please join us next time as Pastor Rob continues our journey through the book of Revelation. Calvary Chapel of Rochester is located at 2503 Browncroft Boulevard, Rochester, New York, 14625. You can reach us at our church office between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday at area code 585-586-3140. If you would like to have an audio CD of today's message mailed to you in its unedited form, simply mention today's date when contacting our church office. You can also contact us via the web by logging on to www.calvaryrochester.com. There you will be able to access a number of useful things, such as information concerning our beliefs, our ministries, contact information, our location, service times, and much more. You can also download or listen to the radio and sanctuary messages free of charge from the teachings link at the top of the page. To listen to Calvary Chapel of Rochester Sanctuary messages or Truth in Christ Radio on your mobile device, just subscribe to both through Google Play and Apple Podcast. You may also join us on Sundays and Thursdays through live streaming of our services and Bible studies. Just click on the online services link. We're so glad that you could join us today. And if there is any way that we can bless you in your walk with Jesus Christ, please don't hesitate to call our church office. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And for this cause, I have come into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. May God bless you in abundance today as you walk with him. And until next time, this has been Truth in Christ.